0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Weekend at Effie's. If you're not following us at weekendateffie's.com for all the Patreon content, you're missing out on a ton of stuff, but you're not missing out on this week's episode. We're going to talk about whipped cream all over that titty. We're going to talk about going to New York City and getting ashes on your face, definitely not crack cocaine. We're going to talk about going to Canada and eating poutine and having a deathmatch adventure, along with Allie Catch's curses in Canada. And we're going to talk about going to the Mall of America, getting chocolate all over your shirt. Eating wings, and of course, uh, enjoying the cuisines of Africa in our question segment. Make sure you follow Peter at Low Sky Dance and make sure you follow me at Effie Lives. I am locked out of my Twitter right now for fighting transphobes, which you can figure out on your own. And uh, enjoy this episode uh, along with our dogs in the background having a good old time. I tried to sleep a long time last night, Peter, and I just feel dehydrated now. I, I feel even, very
1: dehydrated too.
0: I don't feel uh, rested. I feel just like. Last night, AJ came by after we went to see the little mermaid.
1: Yeah. We have to talk about the quesadilla synchronicity.
0: The quesadilla synchronicity is crazy because here's what actually happened. Okay. We were at the restaurant. You're going to, you're just going to have to forgive me on this. Okay. Because this true story does not paint me as a good person. In this situation, we went to a little Monterey restaurant on the way home from the movie theater. And a lot of people are thinking, how many hours are you going to be spending in the movie theater this week? At least seven and a half on Friday. Yes. uh, As we do the triple feature, I'm quite excited. So we went to this Mexican restaurant after we saw The Little Mermaid, which I got to tell you, Peter, loved that movie more than I thought I would.
1: You, I might have to not be a grump and go see it
0: it was very cute and also the queen is black but prince eric is white and aj goes if they don't announce he's mixed i'm canceling disney and then they go you know we found you in a boat wreck on the shore and that's how this all began and he was like okay i'll give him a pass (laughs) like he was like a little abandoned boat baby uh javier bardem as uh anton sugar as king triton (laughs) <laughs> Which,
1: what did you tell me last night?
0: I kept waiting for him to pull out the cattle prod Or the cattle, the, the blaster He was just like, Ariel, you're my daughter And I will kill anyone who stands in your way But instead she had the trident Shout out Melissa McCarthy McCartney? McCarthy? I, I, don't, know. I don't know So we're at the Mexican restaurant And AJ says, I'm gonna get a quesadilla to go for later and then we got to the house and he goes, I'm gonna give this quesadilla to Peter. And I said, Aren't you saving this quesadilla for your own snacking? You know? AJ does have a bit of a consistency in giving away things sometimes that he wanted for himself. Right. But he just he wants to give. And I shouldn't I shouldn't stop him from giving. But as soon as we get inside and give you this quesadilla, he leaves. Lucy knocks the quesadilla on the floor that you had already made for yourself. You had already.
1: I had already made a quesadilla for me.
0: We came in and you had a quesadilla. With a mystery quesadilla on the way, I was unaware of. And then Lucy knocked the original quesadilla down, but you already had a backup quesadilla. That makes it sound a
1: little more... She knocked it down with the intent to eat it.
0: Well, (laughs) she was looking to eat the quesadilla that you made, which I think I would take as a compliment as a chef if she's going after it and she wants to be a part of it. But instead of having to remake a quesadilla, you had a brand new quesadilla right there waiting. We always have exactly what we need. We always have exactly what we need. Uh, Right now, currently, my Twitter is locked uh if anyone was paying any attention i got a little fired up this week over some uh transphobic former legends and needless to say i don't want to get into this too much peter because it is what it is i was not named in any of the tweets which i'm fine with but i did have a conversation that i think turned things around uh with russell Khan, and these dogs are going at it this is can they hear this on the screen?
1: Uh they they should be fine.
0: Keep they should be fine. So obviously, the situation with Russell Khan, uh re-including a transphobe, I'm not naming this guy. He doesn't deserve that. He will be lost in the annals of time as a nothing and a no one. Isn't uh, that
1: a funny word?
0: The annals of time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least it's not the annals of time. I've been there. That's like it's you know, father time in his little night dress with a clock. <laughs> And he's like, come look at the anals of time. Oh, it's dusty back there. Oh, Father Christmas had a go at it. Uh, Uh, Yeah, but in the time I spent uh, being very rude to other transphobic people on Twitter, uh, I did tweet. They are like so synced
1: up with it, though. But it's almost
0: like they're showing off to each other while they're chewing.
1: I Sorry tr- if there are dog noises, also you're welcome. Honestly, a lot
0: noises. of people have said they're fine with it, so I don't. I just take it personally. I don't know if everyone's just really nice, I don't or know.
1: they do actually like it, but if you just keep telling me you like it, I'm just going to include it. And
0: well, it's we here. There's not much we can do about it now. During the course of this, what I was told, entertaining set of interactions with transphobes, I told someone to... And this is why I was a little confused. My account was uh, restricted for the next week <laughs> on, on this tweet, which was D-R-Asterix-N-K space B-L-E-Asterix-C-H. Drink bleach. Uh, someone reported this enough times to where I was forced by Twitter to delete the tweet, and I, for seven days, I cannot tweet or retweet or do anything But I'm going to say this. Guess what? Uh, We won, okay? We won. Do you want to tweet from Weekend at Effie's? Should I just take over the account and make a mess? Yeah. Oh, my God. It might actually help us expand in our ways. Um, Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to take over the Weekend at Effie's account, and I'm going to not get that one suspended as well. But if I get suspended for uh, attacking people who do not treat our trans friends and family with respect, then so be it. So be it. If that's what your platform is trying to protect. So be it. How do you feel, Peter? S- it's
1: sleepy, but not
0: as sick as I was. So. You've been going through it. Yeah. Honey, you've been going through yeah. it. I uh, no, I'm on the men now. Um... It always makes me worried when I'm like, I go out and I do as much as I do. And then I come home and I go. I feel like I should be sick and you should be fine, like just because I've been uh, yeah sucking in smoke and uh, forest fire smoke and the amount of germs I must run into in an airport. Do you think I'm bringing home this illness to you? Do You think I'm just rolling back in the house as a like as an impenetrable force of uh, what is it called? What's your body called when you get rid of illness? A temple. Yeah, well, I know that, but <laughs> no, it's like your immune system. Do oh, you think yeah. I have an impenetrable immune system? Potentially. It's likely, right? I don't know. We'll see. I feel okay. I had a big weekend, though, while you were feeling not great, and it makes me a little bit like, should I be bragging about how much stuff I did this weekend when my friend was suffering no, with the illness? of course you can. Now, Cranberry was here, too. And sweet lady. She's an emotionally understanding girl. She really likes hanging out with you. Unlike these two dipshits. These two are wild. But Cranberry was cuddling with Lucy, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of new. Like, they've sort of taken taken to each other as sister-sister, much like Tia and Tamara Maury. If Listen, if she licks me and that keeps her <laughs> uh, calm, I'm completely fine with it. You can lick me all day, Lucy, you sweet angel. There is like smoke in the air everywhere I go. Yeah. There's forest fires. It is obscenely hot everywhere. Where we start this journey, obscenely hot. Crazy. Uh it's it seems like overall we might be we may have fucked up the earth. There may be no going back. Someone said the meteor is us, right? Does that make sense? That's a great uh early two thousands indie band name. The meteor is us. Someone was taking pictures at Death Valley yesterday, where it has now gotten up to 132 degrees Fahrenheit. And it was like the people who work there, I'm getting hot thinking about it. And they were taking a picture with the sign. And someone said, the dinosaurs take a picture with the meteor. And it kind of made sense to me that we may have fucked the earth up. Uh, you know, I was reading about people going out there to experience what it feels like. And it's
1: like, y'all.
0: I saw a Dutch scientist high-fiving another Dutch scientist because they had hit three consecutive high-temperature days historically in a row. Why are we high-fiving about this? The dinosaurs love the meteor. Look how beautiful it is. God. It's coming down.
1: There was a cute old lady in Texas baking bread in her mailbox.
0: Was the loaf the shape of her mailbox when it came out? Wow. And it had a nice crust on it. You could... Slice it up, have a cool tomato sandwich. You ever had a tomato sandwich? No. A little black pepper, a little mayo? No. Come on. You're not a tomato boy? Not, not a, really. No? No. I'll eat tomatoes all day. I like
1: cherry tomatoes. Okay, tomatoes
0: I actually, I'm going to step in and say, pop. I dislike cherry tomatoes. I like large tomatoes, sliced. I don't want to eat those little fucking fake grapes. Friendship right. over. Friendship over. Tomatoes disagreed on. We're done here, pal. I don't know. Maybe if you do like a ragu. They did like a ragu on the on the bear. We're gonna talk about the bear on the mini sode. We're gonna talk about uh the fucking silo on the mini sode. We're gonna talk about exploring
1: the wonders of content on Apple Plus. Is that what it's called?
0: I don't I think it's called I mean I guess it's not called Apple TV because that's the actual unit. So I guess it's Apple Plus is what it's called. Both dogs licking me right now, which means I need to take a shower. I did not shower after the gym yesterday, and it's sort of just living with me. You can be as grossed out as you want out there, America and the world, but I don't care because I've got my little puppies here to clean me uh, and make me happy. Uh, WeekendatEffies.com if you want to get on the Patreon, if you want to. Uh, find the joys of me forgetting to put the vlog up when I thought I did and having someone remind me on Twitter this morning, you just put a text post. There's no vlog there. I've re-upped it. The vlog is there. And we are going to be watching a Tom Hardy movie. Thanks to moviejohn.com. Yes. Movie John. Uh, Effie Burt and Peter Burt at the movies experiencing Tom Hardy full frontal. Now, I've seen Bronson, folks, and we just had a conversation, me and Peter, about we don't really like, we're not really into the film Lock. Not. It didn't do anything for me. It felt lazy, and it felt cheap, and it felt, uh, I don't know. I just like, I want to see him shoot a gun. Uh, a lot of people were voting for Bronson to make sure I'd seen it. I have seen it, and it's the one with the most Tom Hardy wiener. Good for you, Tom Hardy. There's quite a few films with Tom Hardy wiener in them. Uh, we celebrate all the time. We celebrate full frontal male nudity, not just cause we want to see full frontal male nudity, but because historically we have put females in the position where they have to do nudity mm-hmm. and the males just like get to cover up and like the woman's on top with her breasts fully out or yeah. she has to walk across the room with her full body showing when men have to do it. It just at least gets us back to a position where there feels like a little bit of equality across the board.
1: It's also, it's like, I don't know. I'm sure there are people that the first time they put a toilet on film were like, I want to see that fucking toilet. That sounds crazy.
0: They've we're, got
1: it on camera. For me, it's like, yeah, I want to see Alexander Sarsgaard coming on camera. That's yeah. the that rule.
0: We missed the come version of... Uh, God. <laughs> Why, what is the name of this movie, Peter? Infinity Pool. Infinity Pool, which... Uh, I argued with Allison about, Allison did not like this movie. She did not like Infinity Pool, Uh. and I yelled at her. And I didn't even like, I wasn't making like good arguments. I was just like, you're fucking wrong, Allison. You're fucking wrong. I woke up to text messages this morning uh, of her being worried about our next Canadian voyage. We took one this weekend. She's 0 for 2 on going to Canada. 0 for 2.
1: Um, Has she ever done like an astro cartography map?
0: No, but she probably she should, should.
1: see what Canada looks like because there's probably something awful happening.
0: It's probably awful, but I got to say the next trip she's with me and we've got to be at the same place the next day. So we're going to be traveling with each other all three days of this weekend coming up uh, in August through L.A., through Edmonton, and through uh, Minneapolis. And she's not looking forward to it. I myself am going to be back in Canada this weekend for Demand Lucha on Sunday, but for the first time in a while, I have one booking, Peter. I have one booking this weekend. I feel very strongly about this. I'm very excited. I'm going to fly to Toronto Sunday morning, and I'm going to fly back from Toronto after probably getting my ass kicked by Brian Keith on Monday morning. I just got my Australia travel. I will be in Australia in August. Let me tell you how much I don't like this and how much I'm going to butter you up. Uh, I have to leave Tuesday night and I get back Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. for three shows. Damn. I, I arrive in Australia Thursday. And then I leave Australia Monday and get back Tuesday at 5 a.m. I'm not happy about this. Uh, I'm happy to go to Australia. Yeah. But uh, the more trips there are where I have to just sort of like live outside of time and space, it doesn't make me happy. Uh, but I'm gonna do it. I'm willing to do it. My miles are up. Uh, GCW is in Japan right now, and I was like, Brad, am I on this tour of Japan?" And he was like, "Not this one. Maybe soon." And I said, "Thank you." He's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "I just can't. I can't do it right now. I'm 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 travel wise and and emotionally drained a little bit. I need my six days off. We're in the middle of my six days off. My body kind of. If you hear anyone screaming in the background, it's not a ghost. It's Lucy." Making cute noises. Uh, Um,
1: We've been told by many people to a regular, um, what's going on with the ghosts this week?
0: Well, here's what's going on with the ghosts. Last night, AJ came in and said, I don't like y'all's bathroom. That bathtub is haunted. And you said... "Uh." Uh, Yeah,
1: the first time I used it, as soon as I turned the water on, I started hearing voices.
0: So I went in there last night, and I was peeing, and I heard some things. And I'm, I really like, I, I know I'm going to say it a hundred times. I am not trying to do this. I don't, this isn't like something I'm looking forward to at 2am when I get up to pee, but I could hear some whispering behind the shower curtain and I don't like that. And I'm not going to look deeper. I'm not going to go check on them. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to let my life look, you know, the way it looks and I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah. I do think they're draining the liquids out of me at night. You think that's possible?
1: Well, I mean, isn't that what you're in the bathroom to do anyway? Oh, wow.
0: You just put it all together. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, you had a dream about me, though, where I was ashing cigarettes on the Oppenheimer film. Yeah,
1: it was like, I don't no context on that one, really. It was just kind of like a disjointed thing that I remember. But... As it was part of a bigger dream, but I do remember going up some stairs, opening a door, there being a projection room for um, Oppenheimer. This might have been because I watched Pearl recently. Oh, yeah. And the projectionists do feature in pretty heavily to
0: that movie. He does, and he is playing Superman in the new Superman Legacy. This is true. Which we're I'm very excited about.
1: Uh the internet is now discovering that clip of Kevin Smith talking about Nick Cage fighting as Superman fighting the giant robot yes. spider. Oh, incredible. I saw it. Oh, In- I saw fucking it. Fucking
0: It's uh it's magic. I just wanna like I bought a GameCube this week, Peter, because I got really excited about GameCube and I'm looking for more fun things to stream on Twitch, and I realized. I kept thinking about, like, I hope they remake these games. I only like GameCube games, and it's part of my childhood, and yeah. that's what I'm jumping back into. It's very cheap to get a GameCube. Yeah. I feel good about it. Uh, have all you sh- the
1: graphics. Have you shown them the raccoon video yet? Which raccoon video? The, like, 50 raccoons with the guy feeding them hot dogs. I have not
0: shown them that yet. Uh, can, we
1: do, can I come on the stream soon, and i am show you... Just p- my just look videos. up videos? Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, that's fantastic. I would be all I've about this. I've shown
1: everyone that dog fart cat puke video like a hundred <laughs> times at this
0: point. Everyone must think there's something wrong with me, but I can't stop watching it's it. It's cinema. <laughs> it is cinema. Uh, I only bring up the GameCube to say that the entire Flash movie CGI looked GameCube quality. Looks GameCube quality? Fully GameCube quality. Just like... Smooth face it, Cage fighting the spiders Good lord And they had Christopher Reeves Is that his name? Yeah Like it was It was Bizarro Land I'm not going to give it more press Someone did reverse him taking the baby out of the microwave To be putting the baby back in the microwave Although in the film he also puts the baby in the microwave The only thing that adds to this is There's a woman crying in the background Because she's so scared of all of this The baby goes back in the microwave uh, What a film Someone said the reason that he had to do so many or they had to do so many uh scenes with the flash was because no one would do scenes with the flash. So there are scenes where it's just like three flashes and it makes sense that they were like, yeah, we can't, we can't make other people do scenes with this. This is, oh my God, this is not good <laughs> either way. The flash, uh, what was I getting to? I don't even know. I haven't even started the weekend yet. No, it's fine. That's, you know what I realized? The more I rush into telling you what happened over the weekend, the less interesting it is. But we'll get to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I went to Marcus Mathers' uh, show. This is the second all-I-want show. And when he did all the announcements for the show, it says, uh, you know, like, if you're announcing Effie, Effie is all-I-want. If you're announcing Zachary Wentz, Zachary Wentz is all-I-want. And I confronted him on this when he picked me up at the airport. I said, are we all all you want? I felt really cool, like I was all you wanted. And then all of a sudden, all you want is everyone on this show? That's all you want is everything? That seems a little greedy, and it makes me feel less desired. And I'm not sure if he fully was like on board with me being just kind of a dick joking. Uh, But he said what he actually wanted was a match with Zach Wentz. So it worked out. That's the match he had. I had a match. With Stan Styles, Do you know Stan Styles? No. He is the leader of the Cream World Order. What? He's the leader of the Cream World Order. And... <laughs> Before we get there, I got to say, we went out to breakfast. I did a virtual signing on Whatnot. Thank you to everybody who joined on the virtual signing. It was very fun. I had a good time. Uh, but we were going to the H2O building... And no offense to anyone, okay? I got to just say this to free it from my soul. One time I was at the H2O building three days in a row, and I almost retired from wrestling. It is very hot, and it is in a strip mall, and it is full of historic matches and really hardcore wrestling fans. But it's also a place where, like, I'm sweating the whole time. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to stand. The locker room is just full of people. Uh, It was... It was something I had to reapproach with positivity and joy. So I did try to do that. And I had a match with Stan Stiles, the King of Cream style. And there was whipped cream fucking everywhere, Peter. We started the match with them putting whipped cream in my mouth. And I no sell it. And then he put whipped cream in my ass, and I hit him in the face with my ass. And then I started chopping him with whipped cream, which is something he usually does. It got all over the fans. I licked whipped cream off of a woman's shirt. Yeah. Uh, And at one point, when I chopped him with the whipped cream, I got to watch my strength, Peter. I don't know if you've noticed. My strength is going up tremendously. I'm going to probably get a haircut so my strength is even higher. Because this is look at my hair right now they call that the reverse samson the reverse samson i've just it's getting poofy and weird and wild and i'm the amount of times i've stood in the bathroom in here and looked at myself in the mirror and almost just shaved my whole head very high very high amounts i'm not gonna do it i feel like it would be the wrong move but i need a haircut are we bleaching not i don't know i just don't know anymore I don't spoiler, but
1: your partner is bleached now.
0: Yeah, yeah. AJ bleached his hair. It looks great. It looks awesome. He looks very cool. He wanted to do it for Beyonce, but then he did it for his kickball tournament, which we ran into each other this weekend. And I'll bring that up in a minute. Uh, I slapped Stan Stiles so hard in the chest that there was a little bit of red in the cream, so to say. I definitely broke skin on this man's chest while slapping him. And it's supposed to be like a silly whipped cream slap. And I was like, Stan, I'm really sorry about the whipped cream slap where I made you bleed. Uh to those getting in the ring with me, uh to Brian Keith this Sunday, it might be, it might be a new world with Heffy. Not only, I mean, I'm just like off this is why I'm hesitant to bleach my hair. I'm off the uh the weed, so I'm a little crazy. I'm in the gym all the time. So I'm a little strong. And if I bleach my hair, Peter, I'm giving myself permission to be a full on heathen. That's what happened last time. I weighed a lot less when I had my hair bleached, though, because I've just been packing on the the LBs with mm-hmm. strength and power and what and and dominance. That's what I've been packing it on with. At the end of this match, I realized not only have I sweat through everything. Like if you watch me in this match, it is so hot in that building. And there's no air conditioning in the backstage, in the front stage. I am soaked and covered in whipped cream. If I put my gear back in the bag and then took it out the next day, I promise you my opponent would not have stepped in the ring with me, who was Matt Cardona with his tag partner, Steph DeLander. So I was like in a bit of a pickle here. And I ended up giving up my spot in the hotel room with Zach Wentz, uh, who shout out Zach Wentz. He just redebuted on Impact with his brother in Christ, Trey Miguel, uh, had a fantastic match. He's putting on the the muscle pounds too. So he's just like, I just kept walking by him going, you're getting thicker, son. And I don't know if he knew that was a compliment. It was a full compliment, Zachary. He also started selling eight by tens of him in uh, sc- scantily clad underwear. And I was like, This is the move. This is what people need to understand. The wrestling matches are for wrestling fans. The merch is for horny perverts. And I'm not saying that in any negative way. But if you're buying pictures of me that I autograph, I hope you fucking jerk off to them. I hope so. That's my goal. My goal is... And you don't have to. You can just put it up in a, a frame or whatever. But I hope you fucking... I hope you... Because at the end of this match, Peter... Something really magical happened. This is huge, okay? This is the second time this has happened in my career, but it doesn't make it any less spectacular. The end of my match, Alex and Serenity were there. They've been traveling around the country, seeing me at a lot of shows, L.A., Chicago, New Jersey, all over the place. Alex proposed to Serenity in the ring. Damn. And their love was brought together by the hot, horny nature of Effie. And when Stan Stiles got back up, after being defeated, he tried to put cream on everyone again, and I stunnered his ass with the cream, and we all celebrated. There was love in the air. There was magic in the air, and this hasn't happened since, uh, I think, Valdosta, Georgia, in maybe 2015, where another couple, maybe it was 2016, another couple were engaged to be married in the ring after my match with Johnny Romano. Uh, This is something I want to happen more and more. Make sure you let the promotion know what you're doing. But Alex and Serenity, that is beautiful. It was magic. And everyone in the room knew that love can happen through the magic of wrestling. Isn't that sweet? I love that. It's just, you know, I've gotten to see them at all these shows. They brought signs. They brought a sign to LA that said, uh, the ocean fears Effie. And that is exciting. They brought some of their friends to the show the next day who had never seen indie wrestling before, who had never been a part of wrestling. It is real magical stuff uh, to see people brought together by not only just wrestling, but the horny nature of Effie's wrestling, which is fantastic. It's beautiful. I Luckily, I I said I gave up that hotel spot, but we went to uh, Poo Magoo's house which he does all the graphic design for uh, Brett and does a lot of the merchandising for Brett uh, with GCW. And me and him and Cole stayed at his house, and he had laundry. So I got to clean my stuff. Because I was really thinking to myself, how the fuck am I going to explain to Matt Cardona? He's got to fight me with my creamy gear. And it's like I had other pairs of gear. The knee pads, I have one pair. And I was like, if I don't clean this stuff, David, this is... I'm going to be in huge trouble. I've got to clean the the cream out of these. Thank God I did. We stayed up watching Dark Side of the Ring pretty late, but by the time I actually fell asleep, I was awoken because AJ was he in got, town.
1: He got his paw stuck in the blanket. Did he?
0: Yeah. Did he? Oh, no. My little bungle. Come here, bungle. AJ was coming into Philly, and I didn't think we'd have time to cross each other's paths. But we did. So AJ was actually coming to Philly for a gay kickball nationals tournament. And he showed up, and I had seen one picture, but he now had platinum blonde hair as he showed up. And I made him Uber out to David's house, out to Poo Poo Magoo's house, and got everyone breakfast because I'm a sweet boy. We all had breakfast together. We all had fun together. And then turns out the bus station now here's the controversy uh we couldn't figure out how we were getting to new york city which sounds really stressful until you realize there's a hundred ways to get to new york city from philly yeah. all the time all day so we got 20 tickets on the peter pan bus and the peter pan bus station was five minutes from where aj had an airbnb Damn. for the weekend it all worked out it was all very serendipitous if you will
1: I told you that the whole thing sounded like a dream. Yeah. Not not a fantasy, but like... Just a random dream. Just a
0: random dream you have. Oh, you're here too, and you have blonde hair. And And you're
1: playing the kickball tournament?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're in the gay kickball tournament. Uh, You're having so much fun. We rode that bus to New York City. AJ had a wonderful weekend, and he got to meet Will from the cookout from Big Brother, who was somehow just there. Oh, crazy. And they had a conversation about how Will got screwed in the finale. I think he went home fifth or sixth when they had the finals being just the cookout there, which was the... Uh, black team that had said, look, people are trying to get black people out of Big Brother. We're going to band together from the start. We're not going to let them divide us. And they ended up having a kind of an all-black finale for this season, Hell which yeah. was awesome. Uh, but then he was the first one they turned on once it was down to just Damn. just them. But I know that was awesome for him to see. Bops. Now, a lot of people are saying, Peter Pan bus, what's that like? Well, if you watch the vlog on Weekend at you're going to see they're, they painted a bottom twink in a Peter Pan costume to be their logo. And you think I'm being dramatic, you think I'm like making it sound that way? Go look at this picture of Peter Pan with one knee up and one knee out, looking behind himself, and tell me if that's not the choice of on music video theme, Peter Pan the bus boy. It was, it was uh it was magic. I am somehow still fascinated. Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was not directed at me, that was directed at Lucy. Bebop, come here. I definitely punched someone in the face too hard this weekend, Peter, because my middle finger over here is like real jammed up. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Damn, but somebody got punched in the fucking face. Damn. Oh well, could be worse. Could be. I think I have bone chips in my arm right now. Uh, I can feel them,
1: like. From someone else's bones or your bones? No, like chipping. my
0: bones, I think, have chipped off in this area. Oh, yeah. And I got yeah. hit by a chair again there. And it doesn't, I don't know. I'm not cutting any dates. I'm going to be fine. I'll survive. Yeah. We got to New York City. We took the bus to the subway. The it Twink was bus. The Twink bus, the Twink Peter Pan bus. To the subway. We got out to Queens, where the Melrose Ballroom is. And the first person I see when we get off the bus, we get down the... Off the station, walk down. George fucking South. You know George South? I've heard the name. Yeah, George South, baby. He was there to fight Mance Warner on this show. He was the one who
1: said... It was something like, I don't like you. It's not that I don't like you because you're gay. It's because you're a piece of shit or something like that. Yeah, he
0: basically said, you know... Uh, a lot of people are going to think, I don't like you because you're gay, but that's not true. I don't like you because you're a shitty representative of the gay community, yeah, that's right. which that's is very right. like forward progressive yeah. in that sense. They had to do the talk with him again to make sure. And this isn't like a him talk. This is like a, hey, if you're from a certain time, we got to make sure if you're cutting a promo, you don't say certain things. Right. And he goes, Brett, you ain't got to worry. No F-bombs from me. I know Chris Hamrick came in here and fucked things up for everybody. We don't do that here anymore. We got better ways to be mean to people. And I just thought that was so cute and progressive of George South. He, he even finished his match that night, and I said – Damn, I said, I didn't know this kid could work. And he started he started laughing. <laughs> Weird. Dude, we're on one today. This yeah. is incredible. Welcome to the party. Can I say another hot take? I really want to see the new Disney Haunted Mansion movie. I do too. With Lakeith Stanfield and uh, uh, Danny DeVito and Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, I think... Um, uh, Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson,
1: yeah, it looks lit. Uh, do you know that Rosario Dawson uh, has a name for her pussy?
0: Uh, it's do called you know the, the general? The general, <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: my gosh, the commander. She like talks about it a lot in interviews. The general like tells her what whole, to do. The whole. Uh, have you seen trance? Uh, I don't think I have that. The entire movie is revolves around the general.
0: Does she? Does she? Did she write the movie, or did someone else write no, the Dan, movie about Danny Boyle wrote the
1: movie. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, then maybe we need to go watch the movie about Rosario Dawson's vagina. I,
1: may,
0: maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not good. Not. Nah, not in. It's confusing. Danny Boyle's had some good movies before. He's had some good movies. He's had a few films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't he write Slumdog Millionaire? I believe so. Well, good for you, Danny Boyle. Proud of you. We're going to see the Haunted Mansion, where she's attacked where by a general. Not, it's not about Rosario No, about I think so. it is. Oh, I think, it is? I think they call the house the Haunted Mansion is called the general because oh, you can get trapped in there. Oh, shit. I don't know. Is that too much? GCW and Melrose Ballroom is always very fun. A New York City fun spot for us. Uh, I got to tell you, I was fighting Matt Cardona in the same room where I won the Internet Championship. Uh, and I beat him with a 1-2-3 roll-up. But tonight, it was a tag team match. It was Allie and Effie, Bussy, versus Steph DeLander and Matt Cardona, the Deathmatch Kings, or the death Match Royalty, King and Queen. Uh, when it was Matt Cardona and his wife, Chelsea Green, we defeated them in Los Angeles. And now Chelsea Green is the WWE Raw Women's Tag Champion, With Sonya Deville, who is also a member of the LGBTQ community. You see how all this is just like mixing together. But Steph DeLander does not date Matt Cardona. And that, I think, made them more dominant as a team. Matt Cardona came out as the Rider Taker. uh, Fully dressed up as the Undertaker. With an urn. And made Steph DeLander dress up as... (laughs) I can't. I'm trying to remember the exact name. They gave it Paula Bearer because Paul Bearer was, oh, Undertaker. That was like Undertaker's weird manager with a mustache who carried the urn. And she had to be Paula Bearer and go along with his goofy ass fucking plan. So they come out and they do a whole speech, whatever, whatever. We have a sick tag match. All of a sudden, I am covered in the ashes of the Undertaker's urn. And all the photos look like I'm just covered in cocaine (laughs) and someone had made some comment online that was like everyone backstage at these shows is doing cocaine like crackheads and i was like the pictures of me covered in this powder are going to be hilarious and then i can say guys if you if you saw everyone covered in powder it wasn't cocaine it was the rider taker's ashes from his urn Unfortunately, though, they did defeat us in the use of their... And I can't say they cheated because there's no rules in GCW. You can do all of this. right? Uh, We still kept to the tag rules for most of this. But there's no rule that says you can't throw ashes at Effie's face and knock him off the top rope. Now, I hate... And this is a fact that is you can go back and watch any match that I've had with Matt Cardona in any capacity... I bump harder for him than I do for most people because I'm so in awe of his work style and his positioning. And like these are weird, behind-the-scenes professional kind of things I like. But like you can tell I go harder. When she ashed me across the face and knocked me off the top with a big boot, Steph DeLander, uh, I eat shit on that. And I'm still feeling it because my knee scraped the top buckle and the whole backside of my leg. Is you're gonna hear me keep adding more injuries to all of this. Like this weekend I came home very sore. <laughs> Damn. I definitely ate shit and like the back of my knee is very sore. Ugh. The side of my calf is also very sore. My brain is very sore. We'll get to those other injuries here soon. Um we finish in New York City and I say, Allie, we've got we've got to fly out like super early to get to Montreal, Canada. And she's like, I don't wanna. She's like, I don't wanna go back to Canada. I got stuck there last time. And I was like, Allie, it's fine. You're with me. You won't get stuck there again, right? You'll be okay. The curse is broken. Spoiler alert: the curse was not broken. She did get stuck there again. Uh, but I'll tell you the tail end. It gets better. We get to Montreal. We go out to eat with all the French Canadians, and I immediately, you know, like I know in my heart that in Montreal they speak French. Right. But I forgot until I got there. And this is part of my schedule these days is like, I know I'm going to places, but I can't really spend time processing where I'm going until I get there. I can't like think about like, what do I need to do to prepare? So we get off the plane. Here's a big one. This is crazy. Uh, The flight is me, Allie, Maki Ito, one of the coolest in the world, and Lufisto, who is from Montreal, who speaks French And we get off the plane and go to customs. And who do we see but Kurt Angle, former Olympic gold medalist. He won with a broken freaking neck. He was there for Comic-Con that was in town. Uh, We did not speak to each other, but I definitely was staring at him like, Hey, your son that now lives with Jeff Jarrett bullies me on Instagram all the fucking time, dude. Uh, And I think he felt the presence of that and felt the energy of that. Uh, But it was very cool to see Kurt Angle. Because I'm much taller than Kurt Angle. Just want to say again, I'm the tallest one and I will remain that way. And it's very awesome. But we did run into Kurt Angle. And to me, that was a sign of like, we're going to have a great wrestling day. Like, not that he's, I know he's a human, but also he's just sort of a good luck charm for yeah. what's going on here. Um, we go out to eat. The first thing I have, of course, is uh, poutine à la Québécois. But we got into the restaurant and the waitress started speaking full French to me and I was just like, oh, and I took a lot of French classes in high school and college and I actually got on the, uh, I, I have a permanent record issue because of one of my French classes. Have we ever talked about this? No. I was taking an 8am 300 level French course. Uh, I believe my sophomore year in college and was taught by a teacher's assistant And at that time, I was drinking a lot, Uh and so we had gone out the night before. I believe it was a Wednesday, 8 a.m., which means we had probably gone to like Break Edge or something. There was a show we used to go to called Break Edge, which, (laughs) think about that. Not Straight Edge, Break Edge. Uh, And I'd shown up for this 8 a.m. class on time, still probably hammered, and the French teacher was trying to explain this game that she had created to teach us French that she had not figured out the rules to, and it was making me very upset and she was getting mad that we were asking questions because her game did not make sense. Like she had not fully thought it through. And I stood up in that class and I said, you are such a disrespectful bitch for showing up here without any goddamn game plan when it's eight in the morning and thinking we should help you finish your lesson plan. Instead of coming here ready to teach, we have shown up ready for you. Well, I had to go speak to the Dean and her at the same time. And I held my fucking ground. I said... Your teachers aren't doing their job. They're showing up with a half-assed lesson plan that they want us to help them complete with a game that makes no sense and she should be disrespected in front of everyone. They're like, well, they were were afraid that you were going to be violent. I said, I'm not going to be violent about anything. I'm just letting you know she's stupid as fuck. How do you say that in French? And then we never had to see each other again. But I know that they did a permanent record thing on me. I just like, I've never been able to keep my mouth shut, Peter. And I'm paraphrasing all of this. If you were that French teacher out there, uh, please reach out. Let us know. Subscribe to the Patreon so I can roast you again. Don't disrespect me. further. I'm hammered, and I'm showing up at 8 a.m. to learn French, and you can't even get your lesson plan correct. Honey, I know I'm 19, but you ain't that much older teacher's assistant. You should at least have the respect to teach us the proper French and not make up some game because you're too lazy to follow a real lesson plan. I sound probably like the villain in this it's story, really and I don't funny. care. I was just, I've i always really been an opinionated funny. cunt. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, back to where we were, which is in uh, Montreal, Quebec. I had the poutine, and then I had a hot dog, which the Montreal-style hot dog is like pickles and coleslaw and mustard, and it's so fucking good. Hell yeah. And then I kept yelling, may I have pecan pie? May I have pecan pie? And luckily, uh, Superstar Shane Hawk helped me order the pecan pie. And Allie looks over at me and goes, Didn't you order pecan pie? And I said, Allie, I ate the pecan pie in about two seconds. There was pecan pie here. It is gone. She was like, What the fuck? I was like, Don't worry about me, baby. Don't worry about me. Now, this was a big day in Montreal wrestling history. The last time... I went to Montreal. It was to attack PCP Manny with Mance Warner in preparation for a show at L'Olympia, which is a huge theater in Montreal where they were doing GCW versus IWS Hardcore. And IWS Hardcore has been around for a long time. A lot of people have come through there. I did the attack, and then I didn't come back for the GCW versus show because I was booked elsewhere. So now I was returning to finish the job against PCP Manny and Lufisto with my tag team partner, Alley Catch. Uh, This show was full of lots of wrestlers that I love, like Marcus Mathers and Jordan Oliver, and uh, many other of the uh, Quebecois wrestlers, the Canadian wrestlers, like Sway Archer, and Big Ben is Angry, who is one of my Twitch friends, who is back to competition, and it was so wonderful to see them. Uh, Go out of your way It's on Fight Plus You can go watch this show But the main event was A hardcore death match Between Bussy And Lufisto And PCP Crazy Manny That's his name PCP Crazy Manny And really he goes Goodness. I should change my name To Mushrooms Crazy Manny Because I'm not doing Any PCP <laughs> uh, We made a spectacle of it And there was that one picture I put up Where it like Labels everything And it's yes. like Fluorescent tubes Cheese grater uh, bamboo skewers uh, chairs bloody gay man Uh, it was so much fun we threw Manny off a table I mean we threw Manny off the stage through tables we threw Lufisto through tubes and then Lufisto gave me an alternating burning hammer on top of chairs as Allie was junkie driver on the on the stage junkie driver is a great name for a move by the way and especially
1: if it's being done by someone named pcp, PCP manny. crazy manny yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we unfortunately for the second night in a row we're defeated what the fuck is happening to bussy Damn. bussy is falling apart we got to get on the same page The fucking canadian curse it is a canadian curse uh it is rough we ended up maki ito was on the show as well remember when y'all had a curse for like months we had a detroit curse it yeah. was really bad and it was after we bought that casino cheesecake. Yeah. And she actually texted me this weekend, Canada curse way worse than Detroit curse. And we will be back in Detroit. I will be back in Detroit on 8-3 for old wrestling. And then for the GCW show featuring Jeff Hardy, who is doing an appearance on 8-4. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I don't know what bus he's doing on the show. Please don't ask me. Please ask the Game Changer Wrestling account. If you have questions about what I'm doing on a show and you haven't heard yet, trust, I also don't know. So please reach out to the Game Changer Wrestling account and remind them that, yes, you will buy tickets to see Bussy or Effie, but it would be helpful if you knew what the fuck we were doing on the show. And I'm trying not to sound like a bit of a bitch here, but I just want to make everyone aware again. It is very helpful for Effie fans which are purchasing tickets for Effie and Allie to know what the fuck Effie is doing. Okay? And I'll leave it at that. Bother them, don't bother me. I don't know. I know as soon as you know. That's as that's as much awareness as I'm given. At old wrestling, I'm fighting Magnum CK. That's all I know. Is this Effie Davidson coming back? Effie Davidson, gay historic biker, my ancestor extraordinaire. This is why I think I should dye my hair, but I would have to do it like now. <sighs> yeah. I got to do it, don't I? I mean, yeah. I just need to find someone who can do it. I know Dylan McQueen usually does it, but Dylan's been doing a lot of things on their own lately. I don't want to rely on them to come do my hair Herald. Yeah. Time. But I also don't want to pay what AJ paid to get beautiful platinum. Yeah. Hair. Either way, I will be back in Detroit. We got back to the hotel room. Once again, I was in a bit of a, a gracious mood this weekend. So I was asking the girls in the car. It was me and Maki and... Allie, I said, what do y'all want to eat? And I'm going over different food items, and they both decided they wanted cheeseburgers. So I said, let's fucking go. We got, and not like McDonald's cheeseburgers, like... Like, cheeseburger like cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. Like Quebecois halal, delicious cheeseburgers, fresh beef, fresh fries, fresh snacks. Uh, I also got a cookie, and Maki Ito said, can I get a milkshake? And I said, of course you can. So I got all the food for everyone. We stayed the night in Montreal, uh, I spoke outside with some guys from Hungary who were there moving to Prince Edward Island, and they gave me a cigarette. And thank God, because I was losing my mind. I couldn't find a vape in Canada. And the cigarettes there are very good. Not for you, but just in general. Yeah. They taste pretty good. Um, we ate. We went to bed. Woke up the next day. Allie's flight did not get her safely oh, God. home. Effie's flight got him to Toronto and to Minneapolis right on time. Now, I landed. Poor Allie. They ended up getting her a flight, though. They ended up getting her a first-class flight out of Montreal, which, I mean, it took off at a later time, and it was later in the night, but she also got a free cheese plate on the flight, so I don't see how you could complain about that Yeah. when you're getting a free cheese plate. Yeah. Calm down. It's just my TV being delivered. I got another TV. Well, I've got a streaming TV, yeah, and I've got this TV, yeah, but then I need a TV for the front of my bed. Okay, it makes yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, not that's yeah, not that out of bounds, yeah, that makes is it? Sense. Whatever is clogging us up in here, it's the ghosts, probably. Um,
1: you also have two beds at the moment.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing: this is what's going to fire me up this week. I bought the wrong size bed. Uh huh. Well, mattress, and then I bought the right size mattress, and I said to AJ, I'm getting rid of this mattress, and AJ said, we should donate the mattress. I can't fit the mattress in our car, Yeah, right? I can't fit it in the Buick. I could fit it in his SUV, but then his SUV was having starter and alternator issues, so it's been out of service a while, so now I'm looking at this bed going... Kid, you better come get this fucking bed if you want to donate it. I'm going to go throw it in the fucking street. I don't want this shit in my house anymore. I don't need a fucking twin mattress. I don't need this shit looking at me every night. I don't want it in the way of my stuff. It's keeping me from organizing the room fully. It's making me very upset, as you can hear. I don't want this mattress here, but I'm trying to be polite and donate the mattress to someone because I'm not a piece of shit. But I'm about to go throw it in the fucking road, Peter. I'm going to hold off a few more days. I'm going to be polite but I do not want the mattress here. And I've been saying for weeks, I don't want the mattress here. And he's been saying for weeks, I'll come pick up the mattress to donate it. No one has done either yet. So it's a brand new mattress. If you want to come pick it up, reach out. <laughs> it's only for those in the Atlanta area. We <laughs> get weekend at, weekend at Sign up for the Patreon. That's the only way we answer the questions. <laughs> I got to Minneapolis and I got there pretty early. It was like 1045 in the morning. And I just got to like tell y'all again, if anyone thinks this rock star lifestyle is just like sleeping till two and partying all night and going crazy, you're fucking wrong because it's mostly waking up at 4.30 to get through TSA and hoping restaurants are still open at 1am at when you finally get back to the room. That's what it is. It's not what you think. It's not as glamorous as you think. And if you think we're crazy rock stars out here, you're fucking wrong. Sometimes I just want to sleep, but not in a bed that doesn't fit. And this bed doesn't fit, and I don't want it in my fucking room anymore. And I want to get Bebop. I want to get uh, one of those garage-type shelves to put some stuff on, and I want to get Bebop, a very obvious bed over there that's like a little wooden stand bed that he can have on his own. Right, you're looking at me, kid. I'm trying to do good for you. But with this mattress in the way, we have no hope. We have no hope. So, we got to find hope. We got to find room for Bebop because I can't keep having him sleep between my legs. And then I try to get up to pee in the night and he makes a kerfluffle about me moving him out of the way. Yeah. I like him sleeping with me. I think it's good. I like when he cuddles up. I don't like when he jumps up in the night and screams when he hears something (laughs) go by. And I don't like that he won't let me get out of the covers when I have to go pee. Yeah. These are my concerns.
1: He's also not. Once you get up to go pee and then come back, there's not the integration back into the bed. Is it takes happening. a second. Like,
0: yeah. It takes a second. I made two. You're fine, Bob.
1: Bob
0: you're fine, Bob. No.
1: No, get out of her
0: butt. No. You don't get that. You want to stay over there? I made two diva decisions while in Minneapolis and I apologize for one of them and not the other. The first one was the first was I saw the flight that was given to me, which it's usually fine. But in this situation, I was going through Houston back to Atlanta. I would have landed at 6 PM and I said, I'm going to spend some flight points and get home by noon, which I did. And it was phenomenal. But landing early, the hotel room was not ready for me uh, where I was supposed to be going. So I said, hey. Oh, come on. What is that? You little diva. I barely touched you. You're a diva. I barely touched you. He was just pulling your little butt in. Don't play no games, Bebop. With that yip. That was the yippiest yip I've ever heard. You don't need to hump on top of him. Come here. Oh, my gosh. This, you are... Bebop, you're the fucking diva. I'm over here trying to make myself sound like a diva. You're the fucking diva, Bebop. Oh, yeah, you must lay on your back and stare at me while you get pet like you're fucking Marie Antoinette. Eat your fucking cake, baby. I landed and I said, you know what? The hotel's not ready. I'm going to find a hotel that is. I spent my hotels tonight points, which I did not realize I had so many. I had so many points. And I got a room at the Hilton all to myself. And... I napped and I watched wonder woman 1984. I just want to say this. I've defended this movie before and I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Cause I watched it again. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. There is nothing redemptive about this movie except for Pedro Pascal, just eating the scenery. But for the most part, it makes no fucking sense. There's no action. It's just them walking around, putting on outfits And Kristen Wiig turning into a Cheetah Woman eventually. Not even till the end. Have you ever seen it? No. It is not good. So I fell asleep during part of it and woke up. And it was still on because it was just playing all day on this channel. And I had not swapped it. Now, I did take... uh, And you'll see in the video. I did take a moment to go spend some time at the Mall of America. Which we will be returning to. And it does make me... I'm just going to say it. It makes me cooler than Lex Luger. Because Lex Luger was at the Mall of America once for wrestling. And now Effie will be at the Mall of America twice for wrestling. Uh, Along with many others, like Dark Sheik. uh, We were discussing that as well, having a good time at the Mall of America. But today at the Mall of America, who was playing? A mariachi band with an accordion in the same area where we're going to be wrestling. And it was so fucking cool. There's footage of it in the vlog. It's very awesome. I want to learn how to play this accordion so bad. I've never seen an accordion look this cool on someone, but he was just grooving out there with the accordion and the full mariachi band and the music, and the whole mall was watching on. I ate birria tacos. You know about the birria tacos where Uh you dip them in the sauce? They're like fried tacos, and then you get the, the, the au jus, but it's like a Mexican au jus, and you dip the tacos in the beefy au jus, and it's so fucking good. And then I had my favorite thing in the entirety of the Mall of America, waffles and dingus. You know about Waffles and Dingus? I think we've talked I think we talked oh, about it the have. last time. Oh, we certainly have. And I got a big-ass Waffles and Dingus to go. Put on my Jordan Oliver shirt, stupidly enough. Tried to eat my big chocolate strawberry waffle celebration thing. Immediately got chocolate on my Jordan Oliver shirt. The night before, or I guess it wasn't the night before. It was two nights before, uh, Jordan Oliver was about to go out to have his tag team championship match with Nick Wayne and... He was against like, I don't know who they were, like two jabronis. I looked at Jordan. I go, they just keep making up tag teams. He goes, do you not know who that is? And I was like, no, nor do I want to. And I'm not getting into it. People can take their own message with it. But that's jabroni shit. I said, Jordan, can I show you something? He goes, not right now, man. I'm about to go out. And then I just pulled his shirt out of my bag. And he was like, oh, that's cool. But it was very like, he thought I was going to do some distracting shit. So I was excited to wear his shirt to first wrestling on Sunday. Covered in chocolate immediately covered in chocolate. I am such a sloppy bitch. I cannot be tamed.
1: Uh, Every once in a while I go, that was a crazy way to tell that story. And
0: then this was one of those moments. <laughs> I spilled chocolate on my shirt. What's the, what's the version of that story that was being did told? You, did you hit the log flume again? I did not ride any rides this time. I was a little on, like, I was. my timing was off. But <laughs> I have decided... Since I'm going to be spending two days in the Mall of America for the Fan Fest and the actual Mall of America show, I'm getting an unlimited ride pass. I'm doing it. The Edmonton Mall had rides as well. I think the original, I think the Mall of America is the mall. Now, once again, there's five Claire's in the Mall of America. Holy shit. I wanted to pierce my ear again At each so one. bad. I just kept, like you'd pass one and you'd be like, oh, I should pierce my ear again, because pa- enough time has passed yeah. where I could pierce my ear again. Yeah, And then you pass another one and you're like, that's right there. You just got to buy the kit and you get the ear piercing free. And by the fifth one, you're like, God damn it, do I just go pierce my ear? Yeah. Now, I won't make the mistake this time of piercing it incorrectly slash taking out the earring too early and swapping it. I won't do that this time. I'm going to put in the safety one. I'm going to leave it for four months. And then I'm going to put in my big pirate hoop. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. I did everything a little too rapidly. I don't know what... If you read my chart, if it says I'm uh, impatient as fuck, probably true, right? What are they... Are Geminis impatient? Well, you...
1: you, Your Mercury is in Taurus, which is just about like the most stubborn sign. I am the most stubborn. (laughs) It's less about you being impatient and more about you not wanting to do anything any other way than your way.
0: Yeah, no, that's 100% and true. I'm not
1: budging on it.
0: I don't budge on anything. Yeah. This has been a problem for my parents since I was young. I
1: could imagine. Which
0: is, if you tell me to do something, I'm not fucking doing it. No. I got to figure this shit out on my own, even if it's the right idea.
1: There there are other signs that are stubborn, like Capricorn's very stubborn. Not as stubborn as Taurus, though.
0: Someone tweeted, uh, Effie's usually right, but it seems like if you don't do things his way, he'll just hate you. That's accurate. <laughs> That's true. You're right. I wanted to go, correct, correct. There's a right way to do things. It's my way. But that's, you know, I'm getting, with age, I'm getting um, more concrete in that belief. <laughs> you thought I was going to go the other way with that, didn't you? No, nah, I don't know. I'm trying to be more understanding of different ways of doing things. But I got to tell you, in the last few weeks not smoking weed, being a muscle muscle puppy, uh, there's one way to do things. Yeah. And I'm going to just do it, and that's how it's going to be. I went to the first wrestling show, and turns out we were first. I got there a little late because I had been hanging out at the mall. We were first on the card, me and Frontman Ja. And Frontman Ja told me a story. I think Frontman Ja is a star. I think Frontman Ja uh, has been given bad advice by people within wrestling. I think Frontman Ja has listened to people who are uh, mediocre and thought that they were right about the things that they were saying and they were not right. And so I figured out the way to get into Jaw's head is to be kind of a dick about these people being wrong. Because he said, oh, this promoter told me this. And I said, that's fucking wrong. And it was some rude-ass shit that he was saying to Frontman Jaw, And I said, that's fucking wrong. And then I could tell we were kind of figuring this match out. I could tell that he had been given some advice that was not great. And I said, "Jaw, just listen to me. We're going to get rowdy out there. We're going to have a good-ass time. And we did. We had a great time. But in one spot, the ring at this VFW hall is very close to the barricades. And as he flipped me over the bar- or the ring to the outside, my calf smashed the barricade. Oh. The other calf. So both of my legs right now, as I did the Stairmaster for 20 minutes yesterday just in severe pain going, it'll be fine. Oh, it's fine. It was not fine. My calf is so bruised right now. I don't even know if you can see how bruised it. Like it is. I smacked the barricade. I smacked it. And so the other side, my leg has been ripped by the top rope. This side has been smashed by the barricade. Lufisto fucking stabbed me with skewers and threw me through shit and dumped my head on a table, which was extremely painful. Uh, I've been through a lot this weekend. I'm in pain. I'm trying to heal. I'm going to go to the gym later. (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm unstoppable. We finished this match and the show went off without a hitch. I said, Hey to a lot of people hung out with a lot of people. Uh, But we went back to the hotel room and myself and dark Sheik, and Billy Starks bought so many chicken wings And just had a chicken wing feast at the hotel. How many chicken wings? At least 45 chicken wings. Which I guess with three people doesn't sound like a lot of chicken wings.
1: I ate most of the chicken wings. Yeah, I could have. And I got cheese
0: curds. We got all the flavors. Oh my God. Now, you're saying, where would you get chicken wings from? Well, I got them from Buffalo Wild Wings because of this. They have wet lemon pepper, which nobody else in Minneapolis fucking had. And they have the spicy Thai curry. Have you had those? I don't think so. Spicy Thai curry wings, fuck, delicious. Not curry, yeah. The curries, that's different. Yeah, the spicy Thai curry wings. Have from you ever Buffalo had wing nuts here? Wing nuts? Yeah. Is that a wing place? Yeah. I might eat some
1: today. We we should do. You can. Their boneless wings is where it's at, really. But it's
0: the sauces that are. But so I love crazy. sucking off the bones. I'm not, like, a, I'm not You're a... not. If you're not a bone girl, that's fine. Like I'm honor. I honor you. I'm a bone girl, and I like Flats almost exclusively. I'm... Not a bone girl. Not a bone girl. Not a Flats girl. Not a Flats girl. Uh, We'll get whatever flavors you want, but we can get boneless and bones. All right? Lemon pepper wings in the freeze cup. All right? That's what I'm talking about. Wet lemon pepper is the best flavor of wings. God damn it. We need to start watching Atlanta. Damn it. You're right. I know. How can I be this big of a fan of Wet Lemon Pepper and Lakeith Stanfield and not watch Atlanta? When did it have it features
1: heavily <laughs> into the plot of one of those. Episodes. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, J. Wet R. Lemon Crickets. Pepper.
0: Really? Yeah. Who did you just? What did you just say? J.R. Crickets. Oh my god! J.R. Crickets, Crickets. Crickets is so good. You know they filmed that weird uh, Eric Andre movie there. Uh, the prank one. The prank one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I
1: know someone that was in that.
0: Really? Yeah. Were they happy to be a part of this film? Did they not know who Eric Andre was? That's what was confusing for me.
1: They, uh, yes, did not know. Wow. It was just like some random poll thing. Damn. Yeah.
0: That's kind of crazy. I feel like I'd be like, that's Eric Andre. But then your friend was also in it who, when the car wreck happens. Yes. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. I thought you were talking about just in the J.R. Cricket scene. No. I met them, didn't I? Yes. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, that scene is absurd. <laughs> and it just shows how nice people are in Atlanta trying to help. Like, everyone's just yeah. being very polite yeah. and wonderful and helpful in the situation.
1: Apparently, Eric Audre made no money off that movie whatsoever.
0: Uh, seeing everything from the SAG and WGA writer's strike, I'm starting to understand that uh, we got to get the guillotines. Yes, and we've got to move into non-studio production on everything. And as Ron Perlman said, uh, "You can lose your house a lot of ways." As he lit his cigar, I that was the when Hellboy has a problem with you. Yeah, whew, you better get it together, yeah. son. You better start thinking about what you've done wrong, because you are in the wrong. And if all these studio people, it's the same thing I believe about wrestling. If you're making more than me and your back doesn't hurt. We need to have a conversation. Same thing in the industry. If you're not creative at all and you're making more money than people, we need to have a conversation. And I'm just excited. This is the, the hot girl labor summer is what it's been called. Have you heard this? No. Hot girl labor summer where uh, basically like UPS drivers are now striking with Teamsters. The pilots have said they're not going to fly. And this is like the full-time drivers are fine. But they are striking now because the part-time drivers are getting treated so poorly. So it's labor standing up for labor. You have Hillary Duff out on the SAG uh, protest lines along with a lot of different people. And somebody was like, oh, yeah, we need millionaires to defend us. If Hillary Duff's out there defending you because she says this is fucked, that, that only works in your favor. Because if she's saying, yes, I've made this much money and I've done really well in entertainment, but it is fucked, that means it's so fucked that she has to leave her house by choice, not by need because she says this is fucked yeah we have to back up the labor people uh we have to get rid of landlords we have to start building guillotines and we have to start threatening the lives of many uh upper class people whose jobs are useless and who are just collecting our paychecks for the work we do independent forever don't let them touch you don't let them take your money uh I'm not going to make money for Vince McMahon to sit back and buy golden eggs. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to risk my life for that. People have died to make him a billionaire. People have died. He's, uh, he's an evil man. But that's just the start of it. I'm rambling now. I got, I got a night's sleep, a wonderful night's sleep, Sunday night at the Hilton. And I woke up, and I got on my spirit flight, and I came on home. And it was exactly what I needed The dogs were just lovely to see me and lovely to see them. I just, I thank you for keeping care of those dogs this weekend. Of course. I know you weren't feeling the best, but I hope Cranberry didn't add too much. Usually Bebop's more of the trouble than...
1: Look, uh, Cranberry was not the issue this weekend. It was the other two. Yeah, it usually is.
0: They were fine. They were fine. He's laying on the floor now. They're both laying now. They have fought it so hard to be loud and excited that for this podcast taping. But they have not made it all the way through. They have fallen asleep at this point. Weekend at Effie's.com, We're about to have a mini-show that we're recording, which we're going to get into a lot of weird shit. And, uh, Peter, anything else you want to add about the Patreon right now? Um, your, I'm
1: working on your metal playlist right now.
0: What do you What do you mean for me to listen to? Yeah, okay, I'm in. And then
1: I will post that on the Patreon.
0: Uh, I've got to tell you, I had on repeat uh, this weekend the of Sivan song about poppers yeah. and the two Knocked loose singles that were released. So just figure that out. Figure out that playlist.
1: That's really funny. Yeah. You want to do questions?
0: Yeah, of course. Let me. I'm gonna pee real
1: quick. Cool. Okay, questions. Uh, this first one is for Miguel. How do you like having your own figure? Was that ever a goal for you when you got started in the wrestling business? Have any other? Re- do you have any other releases coming down the pipeline?
0: Okay, legally I can't say everything here, right? I do have another figure coming out with figure collectibles that is more of a Hasbro type figure that I think will be great. This is also here. Let me tell you this, okay. Part of the peer pressure of dyeing my hair back is that all my figures are made during my blonde period, and I'm now a brunette. It's difficult to keep having brunette hair and having Matt Cardona bully you into looking more like your figure than you do. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, It is not something I ever thought would happen, and it was something that I had to make sure. I'm going to sound really rude here. Some people do shit because they're a fucking mark within our business are wrestlers and they will pay exorbitant amount of money to have figures made of them and i had to make sure that number one i was not the main investor in me having a figure made and number two it was a it was a uh, an endeavor that was going to net me profit right i don't want to say oh i have a figure but it's cost me money to have a figure right I want to have a figure because it is profitable for me to have a figure. Did I expect that? No. Am I glad the internet has kind of changed the way uh, we distribute things and we can get things out to people and we can have people, you know, purchase and learn about me and participate in buying things that are cool, like figures? Yes. But is it something that like I gave a shit about actually happening either way? Not really. Is it very cool now that I have it? It's fucking awesome. It's very cool now that I have it, but I just don't, it wasn't something that I wanted to happen because I'm a big fan of me looking at myself, you know, like I look at myself enough. I didn't want this to ever be a, oh, but look, but I made a figure, like I made a custom figure of myself and I'm selling it for $50 and it cost me $600 to make.
1: Yeah. You don't want to end up with like the portrait in the attic that's aging while you stay the same.
0: <laughs> Are you saying this figure is the Dorian Gray of my life? Yeah. Yeah, look at the figure right now and then look over at me. Maybe the figure will age. Isn't the figure supposed to age? The figure is supposed to age. The figure is not aging. I am aging. But I'll be fine. I'll survive. I'll be okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool to have a figure, and I'm glad it's under the circumstances that it's under, and I can't say anything about the other things.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is from Bloody Riot uh hi Effie Peter Lucy and Bebop my question is has Peter P- is Peter sh- sorry <laughs> no I like it Peter has <laughs> shared any dishes with you uh Effie that he enjoyed growing up in Africa
0: I don't think you have No. Uh, Um, you have tried to cook for me before and I've said no, and I don't want you to be offended by it. I've been rejected
1: like three times. I feel really bad. I feel, but you're also like, you've got a diet thing going on and I don't know the requirements. Well, it's like beyond
0: requirements. Like sometimes when you're eating, it's like an hour after I've just like scarfed a meal. You know what I ate yesterday? A bag of meatballs and a bag of plantains. Like there's. I feel like you have more like like you make these delicious looking little sandwiches on the croissants with the eggs and sausage and all of this, and I'm just like bag of meat, bag of vegetable. Here it goes down my throat, and then you come out and ask me if I want anything, and it's like I just ate a family size bag of meat. I can't eat anymore right now. Yeah, this is. What are some African dishes though?
1: Venus in Taurus versus Venus in Aquarius, which is where <laughs> we're sitting on that one.
0: Oh no. Uh,
1: well, okay, so most of the white people hate everything African food dish-related. And um, that's
0: why they're there, right? Just to, to fix the problems they see? Yeah, exactly. Why are y'all eating this?
1: Um, Which is really funny. There's, there's like all the stuff that I would love eating growing up that my parents thought was absolutely disgusting. There's a really, really, really strong ginger beer that just kind of burns your insides as you're drinking this. it. And it's so fucking good. But... All the like me and my friends would love it, but like all the um expats were uh, like parents, no way, not so much. Yeah.
0: That's too much for us. I usually buy the extra strong ginger soda anyway. Like the they have the Reed's extra yeah. strong zero yeah, sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh fantastic. Fantastic. Um
1: I will have to just take you to uh like a like an Ugandan African restaurant, restaurant yeah. or like so there's a couple in the neighborhood that are really good really because uh, this stuff is like kind of impossible to make unless you know what you're doing with it
0: I think it was it's like Ethiopian and I'm not sure if it's everywhere else but those like the Ethiopian kind of, food is so fucking good so good and those like sour pancakes they have that you just kind of dip the food in mm-hmm. and eat and I've never had better lentils than that and I'm a big lentil yeah. guy but the way they spice and cook those lentils, at some of these African cuisine restaurants, it's like they're—I mean, like y- you could—you could have told me this was a, uh, you know, the highest class dish in the world, and it's lentils. Yeah, uh, I saw that interview with Will Poulter where he was talking about the food, and that there are three black chefs, not African chefs, three black chefs with a Michelin star. There are zero African cuisine restaurants with a Michelin star because it's a racist fucking yeah. uh, setup and we have to stop asking the michelin man what food he thinks is best. He's a tubby white guy, okay? The michelin man's a tubby white guy. If he likes a restaurant, you know what it means? Not much. He probably likes mayonnaise on white bread, you know what I mean? So start re- looking in your community for where these restaurants are that are of different cultures, not just of african origin, but of all over the world. Find the food you like, find things you like. I want to go, let's go to a Ugandan restaurant. Let's that sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we get to sit down low on the tables? That's what I like about Japanese restaurants. You have to kind of sit cross-legged and at the low tables. And I've seen this at some of them. It, de- it
1: depends on where you're going specifically.
0: Now, I fucking love Moroccan food, but that's a little easier to find sometimes.
1: Yeah, and th- I mean, that is part of the thing, too, where it was like, like we were having, there was one Ethiopian restaurant we would go to, but you knew you were getting food poisoning if you went there, so you just have to generally prepare for that You old say, like,
0: here it, here it comes. But it's
1: so good, like, totally worth You're it. You're willing to. You're willing to, yeah. Um, but then there were a ton of Indian places, and so, like, curries were really big growing up. That's, like, my comfort food now is a good curry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then my... So, okay, here's a, here's a weird thing that makes me sound like a fancy pants rich boy, which is not the case. Okay. <laughs> um, so just because your money goes so much farther as a missionary in Africa, particularly coming from the States, um, there is an obligation to help out locals there. Mm-hmm. So we had a gardener and we also had house help. So I basically had a nanny growing up because both my parents worked.
0: Oh my god, I love it. So I was an ba- Au pair.
1: I was ba- yeah, I was basically raised by um a local there.
0: That's beautiful. And
1: she had a tortilla and chapati business, which okay. was the what you're talking about, the flatbread yeah. that you dip and everything. Yeah. And uh she would use our phone. And so we had more phone calls for her and her tortilla business than we did like regular calls That's coming incredible. to our house. And um so that's, like, I would go, I would have, like, a lot of her food and everything. It's, so like, the main dish that they have is um, ugali, which is, like, a potato rice paste okay. thing. And then you just put, like, other, like, gravies and vegetables. Yeah, and that's yeah. Like, that's kind of, of the base of it. You that's can kind of add of other yeah. things
0: into yeah. it. Ooh. I just want some of that sauce, baby. I'll eat those little pancakes, though.
1: Okay, second part to this. Also, funny story. Last week I had a dream where I was hanging out with you guys and Bebop was going wild and not chilling out. Effie just looks at Bebop and says, I'm going to need you to cl- uh, calm the hell down, slap nuts. And this made me lose it, and I woke up out of a dead sleep laughing for like 10 minutes nonstop.
0: This sounds accurate to what would actually happen with Bebop. I sometimes am a little rude to him. Uh Cranberry's more sensitive than Bebop, and I think Lucy's... She's wild, but she's also a little more sensitive and very, I don't know what Bebop is. Bebop yeah. is his own little, like, he's just kind of like, he reminds me kind of of George Costanza from Seinfeld. And I know that sounds weird.
1: I didn't want to say Bebop lacks self-awareness,
0: but Bebop, Bebop lacks, lacks self-awareness. <laughs> very much so. Now, I've got to tell you, I put a I put an air tag on Bebop last week, which I very much enjoyed. But the reason I did it is I've been, I've been testing the theory that Bebop won't leave my side. And I've been just going out without a leash into the world with Bebop. And so far, it has gone really well. I feel like there was a dog walking by earlier. when he I like let him out, and he was like going to the bathroom. And I saw a dog coming, and I was like, Bebop? And he looked at the dog, and I was like, we're going to lose him. He's gone. He came back to me.
1: Oh, good.
0: Yeah, so I think we're getting there. He's getting more aware of me, which I think is good. But yeah, he does not have much self-awareness, and he is... Uh, he started, he, I thought when you got dogs fixed, they didn't hump. And I brought this up to AJ last night. I woke up in the middle of the night and he was humping. What? Okay.
1: I've, I remember him humping when Will had him.
0: Right. But then we got him fixed.
1: I have not seen him hump since then. He, AJ claims that he is not humped. I, Am I the influence? I.
0: He's not humping me. He was humping the blanket on the side of the bed. I mean,
1: we with the air tag, he is beat bop. But I. Oh yeah, I
0: can beep him. I'm. I think he's gay bop. I don't. He might be gay bop. I'm fine with you know like we accept him in this family. You know I'm not. Oh no judgment. I'm not gonna send him to uh, a camp camp? or something. (laughs) Uh, But I also, like, I think he might be Pan Bop. I think Bebop just is kind of into everything. Yeah, you're you're right. And I think he's even more, this is what worries me, is, like, he's a little bit Hannibal Lecter in that I think he's turned on by murder. You know? Yeah. I think he wants to kill. Army Hammer Bop. Oh, God. (laughs) Call me by your Bop. (laughs) Call me by your Bop. Ooh. Yeah, just, uh, oh, don't even. What is this? That's Sensitive Bop.
1: Okay, this is from He's James. showing off on this thing. This is from James. This is not a question, but Peter, I love all the photos of the dogs.
0: Thank you for taking those, Peter, we, by the way.
1: we I think what we'll we need to do... We're re- reworking the Patreon. We are. Here, and I think we just need to have regular puppy content.
0: Regular puppy content is not ever going to be turned away, I think. You know? And also, sometimes I think to myself, oh, it looks so easy when Peter takes these pictures of the dogs, and they look great. And then I try to... That's, there. You have a skill. Yeah, you have a skill. I will never, I will never say that you can just snap any picture and it works. Uh, you have a magical skill. Thank you. I know. I I would have said this without my own trials, but after my own trials, I know this in my heart. Come here. Come here. Okay, this is from Julie.
1: Julie, how is FT FT FT? How is Effie affected by the SAG strike, if at all?
0: Uh, I'm not actually that affected by the SAG strike, but I am standing completely in solidarity. I don't have any like SAG work that's happening right now, um, but obviously it's something that I hope to continue being a part of down the line and in the future. And I would like for us to have you know the correct sort of payments on streaming shows and residuals being tracked and you know payment on time things like this. Uh, and you know like any corporate entity that is trying to stifle art financially I think should be dismantled and destroyed. So full solidarity to everyone in the strike. I give solidarity to the writer strike. Here's how it affected me. I affected it because we got to vote on whether or not SAG would strike and I voted for SAG to strike because I believe striking is a way to get things done. It should be disruptive. It should be terrible. Did you see that the Universal Studios with the trees, they're being under yes. investigation by the city now? Yeah, They were not supposed to cut trees without uh, permission from the city and they did. So more solidarity to them. I see a lot of my wrestling friends out on the front lines. I saw Jason Cade and Ryan Nemeth and a few other people that, you know, are more involved in the writers and, and, uh, screen actors guild. So I would like to see more striking happen, uh, solidarity to everybody and, uh, you know, get rid of the corporate infrastructure. If their job is, uh, to stop us, then they don't need their job.
1: I'm just a big fan of clever written protest signs and we get oh, the yeah. most cleverly written protest signs whenever this happens.
0: See, but I want to go back to like the Teamsters Mafia things where it's like instead of a clever protest sign, we're gonna break your kneecaps.
1: Oh, right, right. Concrete concrete shoes. Concrete kind of shoes.
0: Yeah. I think we're being we're being far too kind in a lot of these situations for people who are trying, as they said, to starve them out of their homes so that they will not have You know, places to live anymore. We just have to make the protests go on long enough to where they do not have homes anymore, which is sadistic fucking bullshit.
1: Okay. These last two are from Miguel. What is your favorite non pizza spot in Chicago before or after shows?
0: Okay. Chicago has the best Mexican food in the world. I have been to so many good Mexican restaurants in Chicago. Uh, I almost exclusively am going to Mexican restaurants over going to get deep dish or pizza or whatever else. They are also, like, party spots. So, like, sometimes you're going after a show. It's, like, midnight, and the music is, like, dance music blaring. They're serving. They got all the food. They've got tamales. They've got, you know, tacos galore. They've got all the – they have their own version of the, like, Giordano vegetables Mm -hmm. that's, like – uh, a Spanish pickles kind of yeah, so good on everything and spicy and pickly and carrots and cauliflower. I just I think that the uh, Mexican culture that has permeated Chicago is some of the best Mexican food in the whole fucking United States, uh, and that's where I'm always going to kind of choose to go to because they have those. I mean, listen, an Al Pastor burrito with a tamale on the side. Give it to me, please. And a huge horchata. I want horchata all day, all night. I want, and they have those giant cups of horchata. I showed up that one day with two giant cups of yes. horchata. And I was like, Do you like horchata? And you're like, Not really. And I drank both of them. <laughs> Can't be tamed. It's so sweet. Yeah. I love it. Pour it on me. I'll take a bath in horchata. And I want to suck up all the cinnamon. Mm, but see, it's not dairy, so it's like not You're gonna. You're
1: a, a huge cinnamon person, which I agree. Yeah, cinnamon rules. Yeah,
0: I'm a cinnamon, ginger, curry guy. That we're a lot. Those are the dog. top three spices yeah. that I'm going to use in True. any food or dish. True. Yeah, and I'm glad we are.
1: Uh, okay, this is also for Miguel, and this will be our last question. Which has been your least favorite death death match spot? AKA, I'm not ever doing that one again.
0: That I've been in, Mm -hmm. uh, I have retired from doing gusset plates. I don't think... So Like my full understanding of Deathmatch and, and what I think it should be is to express suffering to an audience that is understandable to them. Now, gusset plates are large squares of metal with spikes of the metal pushed through that's supposed to keep things like ceiling beams and wall beams hooked together in spots where they may... Uh, bend or break we like to punch them into each other into our arms and heads and chests and it is literally spikes going into your body that I don't think the audience can fully understand exactly how painful this is if you're like a deathmatch aficionado of course you know oh yeah gusset plates that's this but I think if you're from a distance 30 40 feet away you're not gonna be able to look at this and be like Oh, yeah, I know what that is. It's gusset plates. You're not going to have that kind of understanding. I have never done Kenzans. You know about Kenzans? No. They are Japanese tools that are little circles, and they have very strong steel spikes coming out of them so that you can do very intricate flower decorations or setups like it is so that you can put almost stem to stem on each little spike to make a perfect floral arrangement. And they smash them into each other's skulls to the point where you have to, you have to get pliers to get them out of your head. I will not do this. I want stuff that is going to translate from 50 feet away that you understand what's happening. And yes, gusset plates get a lot of good blood, but they are extremely painful. They make very, uh, Thick marks, and they don't make sense to me. I'm not doing gusset blades ever again. Ugh. I will do barbed wire. I will do glass. I will do sheets of glass. I will do spikes. I've been stabbed in the head with spikes, like metal spikes, like a railroad spike sharpened. I will do – I mean, there's so much shit I will do. I will not do gusset blades. I will not do Kenzans, and that's where I stand. I'm not scared to bleed. I'm just, I'm just tired of it not getting the full – you know, understanding from the audience while yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Not for me. Just just painful without the show. I need a little show. Yeah. Effie needs a little bit of showmanship.